leaned around in his seat and batted stray items aside. Reacher opened the door and slid in, and used his hip to finish the job. He closed the door, and the woman hit the gas, and they took off, cruising easy through the last thirty-some miles of America. The last exit was for a town called Halton, or the first exit, Reacher supposed, from the Canadian point of view. Then came a mile or so of hinterland, and a little queuing traffic, and barriers and booths and official signs. Reacher stayed in the jeep until the last car's length, and then he said his thanks and his goodbyes, and he slipped out. And he stepped ahead and put his foot on the last inch of blacktop, directly under the barrier pole, the end of the road. One thing leads to another. He looped back and crossed to the southbound lanes and set up again thirty yards from the barriers. He wanted to give incoming drivers plenty of time to see him, but not enough time to be already going too fast to stop. Once again, he anticipated no kind of a lengthy delay. August, daylight, sunshine, vacation country. Warm-hearted and relaxed Canadian drivers full of generosity and goodwill. Ten minutes max, he thought, maybe closer to five, and it wasn't outside the bounds of possibility that the first car through would be the one. It wasn't, but the second car was, which was more of a minivan, really, but not the kind of thing a soccer mom would be proud of. It was old and grimy and somewhat battered, light blue, maybe, when it left the factory, but now colorless, almost, faded by sun and salt. There was a young man at the wheel and a young woman beside him in the front and another young woman in the back. The van had New Brunswick plates, and it was trailing a puff of oil smoke after pulling away from the customs post. But Reacher had ridden in worse vehicles. It slowed and stopped alongside him. The passenger window was already down. The woman in the front said, We're headed for Naismith? Which was a place Reacher had never heard of. He said, I'm not sure where that is. The guy at the wheel leaned across and said, The Allagash, man, about an hour west of Route 11, after going north for a bit, it's a little town where you get on the wilderness trail through the forest. It's a really cool place. Reacher said, North of here? The guy said, Beautiful country, man. You should see those woods. Really primeval. Step off the path, and you could be the first human ever to set foot. I mean, literally. Ten thousand years of undisturbed nature. Since the last ice age, Reacher said nothing. The guy said, Get it while you can, my friend. It won't be there forever. Climate change is going to take it all down. No particular place to be, Reacher said. Okay, sure, thanks. One thing leads to another. He looped around the rear of the van, and the girl in the back slid the door on a rusty track, and he climbed in. Behind him, in the load space, were two big backpacks and one hard-shell suitcase. The seat was some kind of nylon cloth, gone greasy with age. He got settled and slid the door closed, and the van moved off, puffing smoke again from the effort. Thanks, Reacher said for the second time. The trio introduced themselves. The girl in the back was Helen, and the girl in the front was Suzanne and the driver was Henry. Henry and Suzanne were a couple. They ran a bicycle store in a place called Moncton. Helen was their friend. The plan was 
Henry and Suzanne would walk the wilderness trail north from Naismith to a place called Cripps, which would take four days. Helen would be waiting there with the van to meet them, having spent the same four days doing something else, maybe antiquing in Presque Isle and Caribou. I don't like the woods, she said, as if she felt an explanation was required. Why not? Reacher asked, because he felt a response was expected. Too creepy, she said. Too dark, too full of bugs. They puttered onward past Halton, and then Henry turned off on 212, which soon joined Route 11 going north, which was a pretty road. Saddleback Mountain was ahead on the right, and on the left was an endless expanse of woods and lakes. The trees were green, and the water glittered, and the sky was blue. Beautiful country, just like Henry had promised. I don't like the woods, Helen said again.